We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX and happy Monday to you all. Big shout out to our friend Josh Hunt. We want to say to him uh, congratulations on the news about you being an expecting father. Uh, we are so happy for you and we will get those uh, PHNX onesies that he's requesting in the chat as soon there as we go. possibly can. Uh, of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia. This guy's your vice mayor. He's the Thunderstick. He's Jesse Friedman. I feel like it only makes sense that like Josh's first reaction to expecting a child is like, I need a PHNX onesie in my life. Like that's, that's, that's just, the way to go. It, it was only a matter of, you know, a few hours after he got the news. So yeah, that was the first thing that you think of is I need my, <laughs> yeah, my, my yeah. Baby if I were expecting, merch. I mean, that's probably the same. I would probably yeah. be thinking the same thing. So well, I know, I know <laughs> you, you've been very fatherly over the young players out at uh, Arizona Fall League. And we'll get to that, of course. But this show is brought fatherly. to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. And Jesse has had his watchful eye over the youngsters over at the Arizona Fall League, who most of them are actually probably older than him. But still, uh, <laughs> you were out there for the Arizona Fall League uh, championship game on Saturday. I was, and I was freezing and you were my freezing butt your off. Ass off right? It's our last edition <laughs> of Fall Guys. So, of course, welcome in to Arizona Fall League Fall Guys. And I'm going to miss that image a lot now that it's gone. But uh, it was a definitely a very fun Arizona Fall League season and uh, capped off by an incredible championship game that. Went uh, pretty long as you were there. Yeah, you uh, can attest to it. Three hours and fifty four minutes, I think, is the the <laughs> oh, exact game baseball. time of that one. Oh, baseball! <laughs> baseball uh, yeah, at, for everyone thinking that the pitch clock was going to completely eliminate four hour baseball no. games, I have news for you. Wrong. Um, but uh, it was an outstanding baseball game. It was so fun to watch. Uh, Seven six was the final score in that one. Uh, both team went to extra innings. Both teams scored a run in the tenth. Um, both teams scored in the 11th as well, but the surprise Saguaros were able to push two runs across in the bottom half of the 11th and ultimately became the Arizona Fall League champions for 2022. 
Um, it was a lot of fun. It, there was a lot of energy in the stands. There was just under 2000 people there, which for fall league baseball is a lot of people. Um, so yeah, it was a, a fun environment. And even though I, I don't think I was the only one freezing my butt off at, at Scottsdale <laughs> stadium, uh, it was absolutely worth it because the game was, was that great and it ended on a walk-off. So what, what more could you possibly hope for in a championship game? Answer this question. Did you not come from the Northwest part of the country? I, I, I did. I did. Uh, and my theory is that dry air feels a lot colder. So like 52 degrees come when on. it's dry. Come on. I don't know. I swear that 52 degrees in Seattle, Washington was like fine. And 52 degrees here feels like I'm okay. I'm like Arizona. Leah's going to weigh in. Okay. So Arizona, like it, it messes with you because I'm from Canada and I get cold here. And Petey is from Minnesota. And last night he was wearing flannel in his house and was saying, I'm cold. And everyone in the chat was roasting him because he's from Minnesota. But listen, you're here one winter and it changes you. <laughs> That's true. all. And they were probably roasting him to try to warm him up. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, but right. It's the same reason why Jesse gets roasted all the time. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, uh, Saguaro, uh, surprise Saguaros. Of course, they uh, had the best record in Arizona Fall League play. Uh, anything particular you picked up? Anybody stand out to you as far as uh, yeah, all, uh, players that, you know, obviously we've talked about Kumar Rocker being on that team and such, but anybody else stand out? Sadly, Kumar Rocker did not pitch in the game. Uh, I think I bad. think people were hoping that would happen, yeah, but sure. it did not. Uh, something that was interesting that happened is Matt McLean uh, homered in that game. Matt McLean was actually drafted by the Diamondbacks back in 2018. He was their first round pick and he didn't sign. Um, and so the Diamondbacks wound up getting an extra pick in the 2019 draft. That's when they had like seven of the first 100 picks or something ridiculous oh, yeah, like that. That was, that was a fun year. Right. In, in 2019. Um, but yeah, Matt McLean, it's it's funny. He, you know, he went back, he, he went to college and then he got drafted uh, three years later in 2021, I believe. And he was picked 18th overall instead of 25th. So I don't know if he would say it was worth it for him to, you know, uh, decide not to sign and come back three years later and try to get drafted again. Um, but he's still a highly touted prospect. He's a top 100 guy and he did Homer in that game. So kind of interesting seeing that D backs connection there, even though of course there weren't any D backs prospects in the game, seeing as how the uh, salt river rafters did not have a, a great showing in the fall no, league this year. No, they did not. And uh, you had a funny video of friend Andy Pajes, who we get his name right this time. It's uh, not pages. It's not is, pages. It is Pajes. It's Pajes. And uh, apparently he thought he homered uh, for a big moment in that game. Yeah. And it ended up uh, <laughs> not quite going over the wall. That was the best moment of the game, oh, what honestly. That was an impressive it, bad flip. It totally had uh, that swaggy P energy. Yes, the you big, know, the famous video where, where yeah, shot, he shoots and then turns around and yeah. does this little dance. And then he actually missed a shot. Um, in his in Andy Pius's defense, it was still a double and possibly the longest double that I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> it hit off the very top of the center field wall at at Scottsdale Stadium. So it wasn't necessarily why it was a home run. <laughs> yeah, it kind of felt like a home run off the bat. Um, I think a lot of people in in the stadium thought it was gone too, but maybe it's that cold air, that cold oh, dry. God. Arizona air, you know, it does weird things uh, just like it did with me. So I don't know if that's to blame, but these uh, all sound like excuses to me, but that's just <laughs> uh, it was it was funny seeing D-backs fans react to that on our on our social media account, because, uh, yeah, anytime a Dodgers player does something like that, oh, yeah. you know, we got to get him for the it. other fan base. We, we have, have no to choice. Capitalize, have no choice. So. Uh, meanwhile, I was at Elton John that night and I've never seen Chase Field that full. 
in How many my people were life. at Chase Field, did you say? Uh, I think they said that the announced attendance was like 75,000 or something That's like that. Wild. But it was crazy to see every seat in that building full just about. And uh, obviously the entire – we were in the outfield, essentially. I was probably right around – uh, where Corbin Carroll would play. So that's very exciting as go. far as where my go. seats were. But uh, it was great to see Elton John, by the way. I don't know if there's El any Elton John fans out there, but uh, you got to tip your cap to a man that's 75 years old and goes two and a half hours of playing song after song with maybe two five-minute breaks the entire set. I've never was seen Was this his last like trip to Arizona? This was his last. He said it was his last wow. show over in Arizona. He had two shows on consecutive nights. So I was glad to be able to at least go to because they added the second show and I think they added it to Friday instead of Sunday, mostly because they did bill this as the final show in Arizona. So had they added another show after ours, uh, it wouldn't have been the final show. Not that that really matters much, but, you know, it is something special. My wife is a huge Elton Johnson fan. She's been to see him like seven or eight times. Wow. Yeah. So um, it's very, very much um uh, it was very, very incredible to see somebody of that age have that much energy. And uh, now I have no excuses for myself, and I will accept no excuses from any of the young players on the Arizona Diamondbacks for not just being at 110% every day because we saw Elton John do it in the outfield, <laughs> so everybody should be able to do it in the outfield. Uh, but there is possibly some new energy coming to the Arizona Diamondbacks and not the one you guys really want or I want. But uh, it seems like Evan Longoria to the Diamondbacks is picking up some steam. I've seen several articles about it. I've seen several uh, sources saying that uh, he's very interested in coming here. He had a very heartfelt goodbye that he posted on his Instagram, which was very sweet. And again, um, he wanted to stay in San Francisco. He expressed this several times. He even said yeah. in an article uh, or in an interview about a month prior to the end of the season that if it was up to him, he would end his career in uh, as a giant. But that is not happening now. So at least, you know, it's it's good to see somebody handle, you know, leaving a team with this much class. And yeah. I mean, this if you didn't really want him as a part of your team before, part of the Diamondbacks before, maybe this will help you kind of – you know, warm up to him a little bit because he definitely seems like a sincere guy uh, and he wants to be a uh, part of either this team or the Tampa Bay Rays. So it looks like it's uh, there's a great likelihood that that could happen considering the Diamondbacks could use a veteran right hand bat. Yeah, yeah, they could. And I wouldn't necessarily close the door on him returning to San Francisco. I think it's still possible. Uh, they basically just chose a five million dollar buyout over bringing him back for 13 million dollars, which which makes sense because wherever he signs he's probably going to get less than eight million uh for the year that sure. would be my my guess sure. so they so, could potentially have him back and still save and money. still save money right so in some ways it was kind of a no-brainer to um to decline the the team option there but there is also some closure being brought here i mean by this sure. instagram post that maybe suggests that his sense of the situation is a return to san francisco is not likely um but yeah i mean it seems like as the d-backs of the race we haven't really heard anything from the race camp about um, this being a possibility they, for them next year. They so. don't seem like they are in that mode. A lot of reports are suggesting that the Rays are looking to trade off some of their talented young pitchers. A lot of teams have been acquire, uh, contacting them about acquiring pitching. Yeah, Tyler Glass now has been a big name the yeah. last few days. So it's interesting because the Rays look like they might be going back into a period of time of rebuilding for them, I guess. I don't know. They seem to always do that. So I don't know. When, when they are rebuilding and when they're not rebuilding. But yeah. uh, in regards to teams 
uh, you know, players electing free agency but re-signing with their teams. We have two of the best relievers that were on the free agency market are now no longer on the market, staying with their current teams. Robert Suarez signs an incredibly lucrative deal uh, for a relief pitcher. Yeah, uh, He resigns with the Padres to a five-year, $46 million deal. Jesse, this is starting pitcher money. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I think after seeing what he did in the postseason and how consistent he was for the Padres and the fact that he throws like over 100 miles an hour, um, I think that's a com- that's a pretty compelling combination of things. The other fact that it really plays into this is that the relief pitching market is kind of bare right now, at least in in free agency. After Edwin Diaz and and these two guys, I mean, there's a, there's a few other names in there that are that are interesting, but it's not a very there's not a lot of depth to this market. And so I think from the Padres' perspective, yes, it's five years, which is honestly insane. Uh, Robert Suarez has pitched one year in the major leagues and he was very good, but he pitched one year and he just got a five-year deal and he's also not young. Uh, he'll be 32 next year. So it's a bullish move for them. But I think if you're the Padres, five years, 46 million, that's an average of about 9 million a year with how much that organization is spending at this point, 9 million a year is not that much to them, right? If if Robert Suarez at some point drops off in the next five years, they probably feel comfortable about like, hey, we could eat that money and not, you know, not be in a horrible spot. So a uh, pretty crazy move from them. But I think the fact that the AAV is so low probably works in their favor. And then, yeah, Rafael Montero, a guy that we identified a while back as being a possible target for the D-backs. I think he just pitched so well in the playoffs that his... Again, yeah. Yeah, his price tag just shot through the roof as a result of that. So uh, no no real surprises there in, in him getting the deal that he did. Uh, Montero gets three years, $34.5 million. Again, yeah. pretty impressive for a relief More pitcher. than what the D-backs probably would have been yeah. willing to, to spend on that. Yeah. Now, analysts have said that this is good for the free agency market because these deals are, again, very lucrative, very big for relief pitching. Yeah. But does that translate over to it being good for the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team not known for not wanting to spend a lot of money, not really wanting to go that deep into their pockets? It seems yeah. like it's just going to mean that price tag on a lot of these guys is going to be much higher than anticipated. Yeah, I think you're uh, I think you're right, um, which is not I mean, it's not unexpected. Like I said, there's just not enough free agent relievers out there uh, to make it really easy for a team like the D-backs to compete just sort of supply and demand, right? Just kind of how, how the market plays out. So, uh, yeah, I think the D-backs are going to be in the market, but probably more on on the lower end. I don't know if it was ever realistic that they were going to get one of those guys at the top. And uh, unfortunately, this just reinforces that it, it's going to be tough for, for the D-backs to really get involved in the free agent market and do what they want to do. Um, but they're going to do something. I mean, they're not going to come back with the same bullpen next year. So I still think we're in for a pretty significant makeover on that front. It's just a matter of what exactly that looks like. For sure. For sure. And uh, of course, we know the baseball season's over. Now the Arizona Fall League season's over. But we are less than two weeks away from World Cup time. And of course, uh, the Mexico and U.S. all World Cup games uh, will be uh, over at our friends at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. That's where we will be. Uh, make sure to join us out there. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, special appearances, and so much more. There'll be $3 Kilt Lifter and Wow Wheat Pints, which, of course, you know, uh, this guy over here is a fan. And if you're interested in finding out some more about the World Cup, those rosters for the U.S. and uh, Mexico teams dropped. Fun story. I know you're not a big Ted Lasso fan or even really know what Ted Lasso is. 
<laughs> but uh, Ted Lasso is a, uh, a fictional coach of a of right, a, right. It's the it's the, the Apple it's the Apple TV Plus yes, okay. uh, thing. Yeah, so yeah. the the fr- our friends over at Ted Lasso sent some notes of encouragement to each U.S. World Cup player. Uh, just a fun note, kind of based on their name and where they come from, and like okay. so the World Cup team turned these into billboards. Uh, that they put in the hometown of each World Cup player, and they're pretty fantastic. So definitely check that out. Uh, get hyped for the World Cup, and then join us down at the A Street Pub. Uh, also, before you do that, make sure your house is ready. I like to make sure my house is like clean, as crazy as this sounds, before I leave somewhere, so that when I come back, my house is nice, and I don't have to like look at the pig pen that I actually truly live in. Right. So that's fair. Uh, if you want to make your house look nicer for you to return. From watching these World Cup games with us, make sure to stop by uh, More Furniture. Check out their fall sale on morefurniture.com. For every $1,000 you spend, you will receive a $100 gift card. Uh, Jesse, I realized I think I need a new bed. Ooh. I woke up in the middle of the night, and my both my back and my chest hurt uh, in a way I can't explain. Other wow. Than, <laughs> it's like I'd been laying on concrete. Uh, and I found out this morning that if your bed is, like, uneven, um. it can have that effect, like if it's not level. So... Either I need to figure out a way to level my bed, or I need to get down to more furniture and get myself <laughs> a new setup. How does one good. level a bed? I, I don't know. That's a great question. Once I find out that that's the problem, then that's step two. But we'll see what's, uh, what we got going on here. Uh, we got some questions. And, of course, you guys know what day it is. You know what we do around here. Jesse knows what we do. Every, every week is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. And every Monday, we go to the mailbag. Let's go. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right, let's check out our questions from our friends on Twitter. Leo, do we got our first question? Patrick Martin uh, at LuckMartin317 on Twitter asks, how is Lawler's shoulder fracture going to impact his path to the big leagues, and I know Josh Barfield recently had some comments on this. Yeah, uh, what we, what what are uh, how do you think this is going to impact him? Yeah, the not at all theoretically. Um, Josh Barfield said it really shouldn't affect his even his off season at all, um, at least not in a significant way. Uh, when I spoke with Jordan Lawler um, a couple of weeks ago, he said that he's just waiting until early December, and then at that point he can start to get back into baseball activities. Um, so yeah, it really doesn't make a huge difference for him. He played a full minor league season. Uh, he still got about 50 plate appearances in the fall league. So it was still a pretty full year for him. Um, and come December, once we get a little bit closer to the end of the year, he should be able to do his normal off season routine. He's talked about wanting to get stronger as being one of his main points of focus for the off season. So yeah, as unfortunate as it was, and as, as much as it sucks that, you know, we couldn't go out to fall league games and watch Jordan Lawler anymore. Um, it still shouldn't really have a huge impact on him in the long term. So, and uh, they weren't really too concerned about the defense that we saw or the the, the mistakes that he made defensively yeah. uh, during fall league play. They just felt like it was all part of his natural progression, and then he was kind of on path still for where they wanted. Yeah, to be. I think so. I think so. Uh, I mean, the guy has played one full year of pro ball after high school, so. Um, he talked about it just being something where um, it's not something that he's really like focused on too much at this point, not something he's put a lot of intentional thought into. Um, it's just a matter of kind of getting the reps. And the more that he's done that, the more that, 
he feels he's you know playing well defensively. So uh, that'll be another point of focus moving forward for sure. But it didn't seem like something that he was overly concerned about. Well, we have a lot of uh, shortstop infield questions today. And of course, uh, one thing we have been seeing is that the Chicago Cubs have been very aggressive in the shortstop market, basically yeah. inquiring about all the top shortstops uh, around the league. I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to be in that position. I think that they do kind of have their present and their future figured out for the most part. So I think they're kind of the opposite as far as the Cubs go. But our next question asks, should we start Perdomo over Nick Ahmed? And that comes from Alexander mm. and a bunch of, bunch of numbers. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I'm not, I'm not reading all those, but um, start Perdomo over Ahmed. Jesse, your thoughts. Hmm. I, I think you, this is a situation where you kind of let the competition play out in the cactus league and just see, see where, see where we're at. Cause I don't think Perdomo did enough in the regular season to be like, Oh, this guy is someone you have to play 150 games next year. Um, but also Nick Ahmed, you know, before he got hurt was struggling a little bit. I'm sure the injury played a role in that. Um, but if he comes out in, in the cactus league and starts to look, you know, like his old self at one point, Nick Ahmed was, you know, kind of getting better offensively, like getting close to league average offensively while playing an elite shortstop, which has a lot of value. So if you see that version of Nick Ahmed again in the Cactus League, I think you probably go that direction and maybe give him the majority of the reps. I agree a thousand percent with Jesse when it comes to that. At this point, I think that the Diamondbacks have few positions, uh, have a few positions where they can literally let the competition play out amongst the players that they have. They have other other positions, obviously, that they're not as deep on that they, they're going to, you know, basically do everything they can, like third base, uh, to just yeah. make, have someone be there. I think Cattell is mostly secure at second. And I think Christian Walker is mostly secure there at first. I don't see there being any competition for those positions. But shortstop, there will be a competition for. And the outfield, there will also be a competition for as well. So I, I think that that tends to bring out the best in these guys. And I know in the past it has when the Diamondbacks – had like pitchers competing against each other for a final roster spot and such. It was, you know, much, much different time where they had, you know, that much talent as far as arms go. Uh, I don't think they're there right now, but it's going to be interesting to see how a lot of this plays out once yeah. we get to Cactus League play. You're very likely going to want Ahmed in there against the lefties. If Nick Ahmed is, is healthy, you almost definitely want him in there when there's a lefty on the mound. And if there's um, someone on base, you want our wrist king in there. Right, That's exactly. You <laughs> <laughs> so you start Ahmed against lefties, and then it, if at any point in the game yep. there are runners in scoring position, Take then you pinch out. it with, with the wrist king, in. Geraldo yeah, Ferdomo, right. who did have a very, very good season with runners in scoring position. Yeah. So give, uh, give credit where credit's due That's there. Right. And I think I kind of answered our next question a little bit, and that question uh, comes from... Vasilya Rawhide uh, at Dwight Bird, and he asks, do we bring in a top-tier shortstop like Turner? And I think, honestly, the shortstop position is the one position right now where even even if they're not there yet, I don't think that they're going to look to spend that money on a shortstop. Yeah, well, not not Trey Turner. Not, well, uh, not Trey Turner. <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, Trey Turner is, uh, D-backs wouldn't be the only team in that market, and uh, Trey Turner is going to get paid he like is. crazy yes. uh, this offseason. So, yeah, I can say with quite a bit of confidence that, you know, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, none of those big-name shortstops are going to be within the realm of possibility. All the, all the, the guys the Cubs are in on, we are not in on, right. basically. Exactly, exactly. 
Uh, all right, let's get to this one because this is the real important question of this first set. Uh, and that is comes from our friend at Don's Bread. <laughs> of course, it's a ridiculous question. Uh, Don's Bread asks, uh, did you know in um, Moraka, Mor- Mor- Morioko, Morioka, Japan, I'm going to say that, for $31.80, you can compete in an all-you-can-eat noodle challenge. The record is 570 bowls. So he has two questions. Uh, one, between the two of you, who do you think can get close to the 570? And two, which D-backs players could you see getting close to 570? <laughs> well, like, I'm, I'm not betting on myself in, no, in some sort of an all-you-can-eat competition. I'll start there. Not at all. <laughs> and I mean, first of all, I mean, you're, you should be asking if the two of us combined together can get close to 570 bowls. I wouldn't want to pay $31.80 to enter something that's like probably severely going to damage my it's digestive tract. only $31.80 for something that's going to damage your intestinal Like I tract. get it's a lot of food, but oh. if, if I really am competing and like actually have to put all of that into my system, I really wouldn't like you would have to pay me to do that. Frankly, that would be more like a dare situation. Um, but yeah, I, I guess we would, I don't think combined we could possibly eat that many bowls of noodles, but I don't know on the D backs, Derek, what do you, uh, what do you think? Well, I mean, first of all, we got to get ours in, uh, and just to kind of, um, help people understand this 15 small portions will account for one normal size bowl of soba noodles. So <laughs> 15 would at least be one bowl. Okay. How many, how many bowls, like a full bowl of what we know as a full bowl of noodles do you think you could eat? Two, three? Uh, like a full, um, I could maybe get up to like, like four or five. All right. I now, think see, I could reasonably now, do that. Right? Yeah. So you talk about five, that's 60. That's 60 okay. bowls. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Now I myself, I'm going to put in the 570, of course, because that's what I do. I, I don't take challenges like this lightly. So. Uh, of course, I'm going to out-eat Jesse, and I did find out that you can add to these uh, bowls tuna sashimi, uh, nameko mushrooms, uh, radish, uh, uh, cooked minced chicken, all sorts of stuff you can add to it. It's delicious, and I can't wait to take Jesse I could eat maybe two. <laughs> maybe two. All right, so. Two regular size, so 30 right. of right. these. So let's, let's, let's get I'd have to, to be starving. Th- that's, that's a good point. And, and you know what? There's a fine line because sometimes when you're too hungry, you can't really eat that yeah, much. Yeah, because then your stomach gets – Your stomach's yeah. like shrunk down and you eat like one bowl and then I'm you're just, like, yeah. boom. No. All right. So, Jesse, who on the Diamondbacks? Which two are we are we sending to eat noodles? I think you just – you want people who like are just more outrageously competitive than anything else. Like, okay. At a certain point, it's not really like, oh, let's try to figure out who on the D-backs like – can eat the most it's like who on the d-backs is like the craziest guy who like would be willing to do anything at all costs in order to like win this competition right yes. that's really what you're looking for so yes. uh josh rojas is the first name that comes to mind yes. as he often does for, yes. for these sorts of yes. questions so because, i think that's you, the all clear you cut answer dare josh rojas to do it you'd be like i bet you can't and he'd be like give me the bowl yeah Start right passing right this exactly way. exactly um based on his experience and again, competitive nature. He's not a big guy. You think we would go with a big guy? You think we'd go with Stone Garrett because of those muscles? Those muscles need a lot of fuel to no. to, to, to get him going. Stone Garrett would be too concerned about like like his protein diet and you know wanting to make sure that he's getting the right nutrients and everything. He, I don't think he would even be willing to enter the competition I'm in the first place. In, so. I'm sending in someone <laughs> who I know can kill a whole lot of of Japanese food uh, very easily, and that's Merrill Kelly. Okay. Okay. Merrill, Merrill Kelly. Known competitor, uh, Known again, competitor. guy that wants to grind it out, right? Merrill Kelly might take some breaks, 
You know what I mean? But he's going to go outside. Sure. He's going to go outside. He's going to drink some water. He's going to do what it takes, but he's going to get through at least 500 of those bowls. That's I mean, he's an innings eater. He's So oh, it just makes sense, right? Merrill the mainstay. Merrill <laughs> the mainstay. Uh, we had some questions, by the way, in the chat, and they weren't from sexy robots or whatever we got here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Elizabeth asked, uh, favorite Elton John song? And that's difficult. Uh, mm. Oh, man. I will... I'll say Funeral for a Friend is my favorite song uh, that I don't ever get to see him perform. And he performed that at the show the other day. So that was incredible to me. Um, off the top of my head, it's really hard. Uh, I'm still standing. I like him. I'm, I like I'm still standing. I, I, Billy Joel and Elton John, their songs that aren't like giant hits, but they mean a lot to me. Uh, Charles Woodall Pike said, thoughts on pickles it, with it being National Pickle oh, Day. Oh, National Pickle. Is it National it's, Pickle Day? My, I have a complicated relationship with pickles. No. Yeah, I do. Well, here's here. Let me just say this. I like pickles. I, just, I also like pickles. I just don't like them on my stuff. I don't like them on my sandwiches. So you I just want to like eat them. You just want to eat just them like straight? A pickle. I like a fried pickle. I like a pickle spear. I like a big old, you know, Vlasic out of the jar. I'm fine with those. Just don't slice it and put it on my sandwich. That's all. Do you like uh, like the bread and butter Pickles like sure. the sweet ones. I love those. I think they're incredible. Oh my god! I, I know that's, take them that's on kind the side. of like, controversial. I'll pick them off but... the stuff and put them on the side. I'm okay. sorry, Leah. Go ahead. Um, bread and butter pickles are amazing, but people either love them or hate them. So Jesse, we're it's on true. the same page. The we other are. funny thing about this question is, I had no idea it was National Pickle Day until ten minutes before the show. We got Chop Shop for lunch. Shout out to Chop Shop. Yep. Um, and Sean had a sandwich and he had a pickle spear and he said, "Do you want this?" And I said, "Of course I do." And I just can't believe there are people out there who don't like pickles. That's all. There you go. Sean gave away his pickle on National Pickle Day. Another reason why he can't come on the show. Yeah. Strike two. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> um, Brett Johnson said, I don't know if this was asked, but how interested the Red Sox sound in Varsho? Would you like them to target? Uh, would you like them to target given the fact that Mike Hazen said they are done with trading for prospects? It depends on what they get back, to be yeah. honest. It depends what the return is. I think Varsho, we've talked about that. Varsho is a very alluring trade candidate. And I feel like, of course, he has all the tools. We talk about that all the time. But Varsho just really does have uh, a, a flexibility that other players do not have. And not only that, but he's shown uh, his ability to just kind of accept whatever role that the Diamondbacks give him and, and excel and succeed at it. Yeah, I, that's a great question. Um, one that I was just thinking about, too, as we were getting going here, that the Red Sox have, according to one one article, have some interest in, in Dalton Varsho specifically and probably just D-backs outfielders in general. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting question. I mean, at this point, we should be able to pinpoint guys off of other teams' major league rosters. Like that's what the D-backs want in that's return. What wants, yes. So looking at looking at their roster, um, I mean, Rafael Devers. It, I mean, that would be the dream scenario, right? But you're not really expecting that to happen. Um, although, I mean, they produced similar WAR last year, so I, I guess there's a case to be made there. But I don't think the Red Sox are interested in trading him. Um, Trevor Story probably not probably not interested there um i don't know honestly looking at the position players that the red sox have i don't think there's a really great fit here um christian vasquez i think is is a really interesting um possibility on the free agent market um but obviously he is not um he is not going to be with the red sox next year at least unless he happens to resign with them so um, that's not really a name you'd be looking at either. So I'll look more into that and see if I can find a, a fit. Maybe it's like a, a package of players that would go back to the D-backs, yeah. but 
there's nothing super clear that I think the D-backs would want from Boston. And make sure to read his writing, by the way. Yeah, he has that wonderful interview with Jordan Lawler that you can uh, read more on that over at gophnx.com. If you haven't gotten yourself a membership yet, get yourself an annual membership. You'll get a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, as well as all sorts of other added benefits. If you are uh, looking for a month-to-month option, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. And regardless of your membership uh, status, you will get members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. You'll get members-only invites to our events and members-only access to our Discord, which, of course, is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, if you're watching us right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe to us. Uh, leave us a little thumbs up and, and make sure you sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live or any shows on the channel go live. Also, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there and leave us a review. We would appreciate you for doing so. All right, Leah, we got some more mailbag questions. This time we have uh, a, an interesting question in regards to free agency offseason. Uh, can the D-backs leadership resist going all in on a team that's not quite ready for prime time? Or will the <laughs> Phillies' success this past postseason cause an unjustifiable leap? That comes from our guy Rick Hughes at DB11S3 on Twitter. Uh, and I hate this because he's, <laughs> he, he's so right. I mean, that's such an Arizona Diamondbacks thing to do at this point. And I feel like it has to be a little hard to resist based on the success of this team and and some key components right now. We've talked about selling high when some of these guys have had a good season. Yeah. I hate that you fucking said it about Jake McCarthy, but you're not wrong, right? <laughs> like, who knows if Jake McCarthy continues to be that good? Who knows if yeah. our show continues to be this good? So there might might just be that opportunity to sell high. But at the same time, too, we've seen this happen so many times with good young players that the Diamondbacks trade away or don't retain and they go on to have, you know, to, to show their greatness somewhere else. Yeah, I, I do view that. I know that there has been this this trend and frankly, this problem in the past with the D-backs pushing in the chips too early. We've talked about that a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, but I, I think this situation is different. The Diamondbacks didn't win uh, 84 games last year. They won 74, right? Like... 74 and 88 is not you're not on the doorstep of of winning a championship or frankly even making the playoffs yet right um i know it feels like a huge step forward from 2021 and it was i mean they won 22 more games but this team still has a long way to go uh like thinking back to 2019 which is probably the most recent example of the d-backs kind of pushing in the chips a little bit too early going and getting madison bumgarner uh going out and trading for starling Marte a trade that looks worse and worse by the day, frankly. Um, That was a situation where the Diamondbacks were coming off a pretty good season. They won 85 games, I believe it was, in in 2019. And so they felt like they were close, right? And and there was at least some... I think that team probably overperformed, and that's why they, they maybe shouldn't have made the moves that they did, but... 85 wins is a lot different from 74. I don't think the D-backs are in, a, in the same spot here where they're going to be you know, tempted to kind of push all the chips in. I think they understand that they're not there yet, but they're getting closer. Um, I don't expect any of the moves that they make to be the kinds of things that would jeopardize the future. They're not going to trade you know, top prospects like they did to get Starling Marte. I don't think there's any chance of them signing a guy um, of the ilk of, of Bumgarner. I, I just don't think they're in the market um for a starting pitcher that would make nearly that that much money anyway so uh yeah it's a different situation i'm not i understand where you're coming from but i i don't have that much concern about that going into next year 
All right. Um, next question. If you could add any and only two current free agents to the D-backs, oh, here we go. Who would you add? Oh my God, Jesse! <laughs> so this this goes back to last year where we had a show where we we were we had a show where we basically were like, all right, how would you f- how would you fix the Diamondbacks? If you and you could any spend, amount of money. and you could spend whatever you wanted. Yeah. It was the most ridiculous thought experiment we've ever done. But <laughs> here we are again. <laughs> here we are doing it again. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with Wilson Contreras. Okay. Okay. I love Wilson Contreras. I think that the Diamondbacks definitely have a need for a solid catcher back there. And if I was throwing money around without a care in the world, like I tend to do, uh, I would throw it at Wilson Contreras. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, He's 31 years old. He has a 5.5 war. I feel like he's just, you know, one of the best players in the game. And I think that the Diamondbacks uh, could really use a catcher that not only can call a great game behind the plate, but can be an offensive threat, something that they really haven't had. Now, I don't want to knock Carson Kelly because Carson Kelly has shown uh, has little spans of brilliance, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy enough to keep it together and put together a, a great season. Yeah, I think that's a great one. Um, I actually, if you look at MLB trade rumors, they have like a list of top 50 free agents. And uh, one of their analysts, they made predictions. And one of their analysts actually had the Diamondbacks signing Wilson Contreras, Whoa. which I don't think no, is I, a great prediction uh, because so he's going to make more money than what the D-backs are likely to spend in total sure. uh, next year. But yeah, I would probably skip over all of the big shortstops. Um, I know we're in like a magical scenario here where the D-backs can spend whatever. Um, but you're also talking about having these guys on very, very long contracts, right? And with Jordan Lawler right around the corner, it's just the timing there just doesn't really make sense for me. Um, so, uh, you know, you need a big right-handed bat for the middle of the lineup. I guess Aaron Judge is okay. Uh, so wow. I, I guess oh, wow. if we're allowed to pick any free wow. agents, I'm just going to go there and say there. it. Um, my second one would be um, still most... Uh, Completely unrealistic, frankly, but uh, I think Justin Verlander having him come to Arizona would be. How do you say that again? Um, Justin Verlander. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <Got it>. You <laughs> suck. <for landing>. You <laughs> suck. Uh, <laughs> Justin Verlander uh, coming to Arizona. I think again, there's no way they actually do this. But if I have all the money to spend in the world, it would be a more short-term deal. You're not talking about seven years or something. Those types of deals don't tend to work out very well for starting pitchers, no matter how much money you're paying. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a guy with his pedigree and being as good as he was this past year for Houston, I think there's still he saw some life left in that arm somehow, some way. Um, and putting him at the top of the rotation with Gallon and Merrill Kelly and then some of the young guys filling in those last two spots, the D-backs rotation could be really freaking good next year. So. Um, that would be the other the other name I'd throw out there. I'm on the same page as you with a starting pitcher, but I'm not going to go after a man that, that that's that old. I want to Fair. keep things aligned with the D-backs youth movement. I want to throw a lot of money at a guy that's going to be here for a long time, and I'm going to throw it at Carlo, Carlos Rodon. He's 30 years okay. old. Okay. He has the highest war of any pitcher currently available in free agency. Uh-oh, Saul's and here. He's honest, giving me, he's giving me the I mispronounced Justin Verlander. Did. I got look. him, Saul. Don't worry, I got him. <laughs> he I didn't even, Saul him. didn't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. But yeah, of all. I the, had it right on, yeah. a, on a recent show. I said it right every, every time okay. I said it. Okay. So uh, there's growth there. Back to my my pick though, what a, yes Rodon. go ahead <laughs> uh, he's the youngest available starting pitcher with the yes yeah, no that's a good right? pick so it's yeah. like even though financially i know he's going to 
bring home a ton of money. And again, that's that's kind of good because the Giants are going to keep him, right? That's most likely where he's going to yeah. stay is in San Francisco. And he is going to take up a considerable portion of the Giants budget that I've talked about at length. Uh, with how much money they have. But, um, of course, that's only if we had all the money in the world to spend. What else we got, Leah? Uh, <laughs> oh, Gabriel, you, we tro- go. you troublemaker. He <laughs> says, will J.D. Martinez finally come home? Will Daddy, who went out for cigarettes and milk a few years ago, come back? I don't know. Uh, do we will even want him to come home at this point? And that is an absolutely outstanding question. Um, I love... J.D. Martinez, an unreasonable amount. I (laughs) think J.D. Martinez, uh, I swooned over him in his short amount of time when he was here as an Arizona Diamondback, and it was hard not to, considering what he did. Uh, The four-home run game, anybody? Do we we want to talk about that? I was almost at that game, too. That's when. So I was was going to college in Southern California. I was like 25 miles away from Dodger Stadium. I was going to go to that game and decided to go the next day instead and very much regretted it because it was, yeah, that was the day that J.D. Martinez hit four (sighs) home runs. 35-year-old designated hitter for a team that, to be honest, doesn't really need a designated hitter or an outfielder or anything that J.D. Martinez can do. But uh, here's the thing. I think they need need a right-handed bat, They need a right-handed bat, right. And that's what I was going to say. They need a right-handed power bat to complement Christian Walker. And I think it's a fantastic idea if they can get him on a deal where they're going to pay less than $15 million to have J.D. Martinez be a part of this team. I, I really think that what the Diamondbacks could use is that consistent offensive threat in the lineup that they don't really have. I think people are starting to respect Walker, but we're not there yet. And Christian Walker isn't consistent enough. He was way more consistent in the second half. So if he can continue yeah. on that that streak that he was in the second half of last season, we should we could see a very a very good Christian Walker at the dish next year with the power and everything. But uh, JD Martinez, there's just something special about that guy. There is. I mean, he just I think he just has such a special place in the hearts of every every Diamondbacks fan because it (laughs) it was it was just this like three month glimpse that you got of a guy who who really like in some ways I don't want to say changed the narrative of that season, but he became such a big part of what that 2017 Diamondbacks team really was and a big reason that they were able to get where they where they went. Probably the best trade Mike Hazen has ever made. By far. They, I mean, they gave up next to nothing in terms of prospect capital and to get J.D. Martinez. just so incredible. Yeah. In that, that short stretch. like He slugged 740. 741. Yeah. Uh, he, has, he slashed 302, 366, 741 with a 1.107 OPS. Like, it's and, insane. Oh, oh, yeah. And 29 dingers in uh, 62 games. He basically he basically homered every other game. Games. He he <laughs> over a full season, JD Martinez at that oh, same pace would have hit seventy five home runs. Sickening. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. He was just better with Arizona than like he was, you know, with Detroit before him, or even yeah. you know he went to Boston the next year and stayed on. He was a roll. really good for he Boston. Was, he next he year. Um, yeah. led the league in RBI the following season for Boston. So right. the Boston got exactly what they wanted out of him. He was an All Star. He was an MVP candidate. Uh, he led the league in total bases. He was something else. And I yeah. think he still has something in the tank at 35 years old. So if you're asking me, yes, I'm opening up my wallet and paying J.D. Martinez to come here. I just feel like it further complicates the Diamondbacks situation with their young players. And 
is going to have to force their hand at far as far as who's going to stick around and who is going to be seen as expendable. Right. I mean, so let's look at like, okay, what is JD Martinez now? We know we we have all these fond right D-backs fans have all these fond memories of, of what he was a few years ago. What he is now, he at 274, 341, 448 last year. Um, he was above average. He was about 20% above average according to weighted runs created plus. Um, he was a one war player according to fan graphs, which is not particularly high. You're not getting any defensive value. I think the D-backs would exclusively use him as a DH given how good they are defensively in the outfield. There's no reason to have J.D. Martinez play right field when you have Dalton Varsho and Corbin Carroll and all these guys. Yeah. So he had 16 home runs last year. It, it, he's not the same guy, right? He's not the same guy, but he did finish the year well. If you look at his last 150 or so at bats, he was a really, really good hitter for Boston. And yeah, I think he would have a lot of value on the D-backs. The question is just what is the price tag? I've seen people say two years, 30 million, maybe one year, 15 million, something like that. That would probably be more than than I personally would pay for J.D. Martinez. I, I don't. I think at that point you're paying for the name more than you're paying for the actual production. But if there's a way that the Diamondbacks could get J.D. Martinez back, you know, for maybe under 10 million, which I don't think will happen. But if it's possible to get him back for under 10 million, I think that would be worth seriously considering because his veteran leadership, what he's meant to this organization in the past, I think it would galvanize the fan base. Everybody loves the guy. Everybody wanted the D-backs to bring him back. And I think it would just feel right if J.D. Martinez was wearing a D-backs uniform again. All right. Uh, and apologies to you guys for the chat. We can't uh, see your comments right now on screen, but I will be keeping an eye on them on YouTube. And we I was wondering why everyone was yeah, being why so silent. Yeah, really like... quiet. No, people are crying over J.D. in the chat. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 All right, Leah, what else we got? we got? We'll jam on these last two questions. Spencer Spice asks us, uh, if you could vacation regularly in a specific place, mm. where would you go? Mm. Wow. So like it doesn't have to be practical? No. Okay. Same thing, just like with spending free agency money. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's it's hard for me. I really enjoyed Australia. Australia oh. was beautiful. The Great Barrier Reef was, was incredible. Like you've been there? Yeah. Oh. Australia is incredible. I've been and, there too. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. How so, am I the only person in this room who's not been to you're Australia? You're well-traveled. You're well-traveled. I am well-traveled. Yeah, and yet somehow I'm the only one here who's never been to Australia. I, mean, I currently regularly vacation at Disneyland. So, I mean, I can't <laughs> pick that. But I really do enjoy anywhere with a beach. And I can, and like, just put me on a beach. Anywhere anywhere, anywhere with a beach. And yet you say, like, the farthest beach. Well, yeah. That, I mean, because I'm thinking. <laughs> Away. I'm picking a great beach, but okay. you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, like I will take any all-inclusive resort where I can have frosty drinks in my hand and just be on a there beach. That's go. all I really there want. You what are you? Where are you going? Um, have you been to the Amalfi Coast? No, where's that? It's in Italy. I've been there. Oh, oh my really? god, oh, god. <laughs> Leah! What the hell? Oh my god! I'm the best traveled person here. <laughs> I at least thought I would win out with that one. Nope. Um, it's an it's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, it's this historic coastal place in in Italy, like in southern Italy. And, um, yeah, like all of the buildings there were built in like, like a thousand years ago or yeah, something. Yeah. And, uh, it's just wild. Uh, the food is also spectacular. Oh, I, I could eat Italian food every day for the rest of my life and yeah. not really have any regrets about that. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would spend every weekend in the Amalfi coast if I could. That's awesome. My friend that lived in Australia now moved to the UK, shout out Adam. Uh, and he took his mom when they, when he first got to the UK on literally a like a trip all around Europe 
to just go eat and drink at all these amazing restaurants and places all over the place. It was, yeah. I was so jealous. So uh, I, I hope to do that with him one day soon. And then I can report back about how well all the places I've gone to. Uh, last so we should qu- do in the off season. We should go yeah, on. We should just like, we don't, we don't have to be here for D backs right. games. So let's we'll just, just, we'll, we'll bring Leah with us and we'll just go. I mean, yeah. twist my arm. Yeah, she's, she's, as long as we include her, she'll be good. Yeah. What's our last question, Leah? This one's important. Michael Rokiki <laughs> asked, if Diamondbacks players were Thanksgiving foods, what would they be? Oh, my God. I've put so much thought into this. <laughs> Way too much thought. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to Merrill Kelly real fast because, again, Merrill Kelly, his consistency, he doesn't get the love or, or the shine or the flowers that he should, but you just know he's good. He's always going to be good, and he's never going to disappoint you. And because of that, Merrill is the biscuits or the rolls at Thanksgiving dinner, whatever okay. you prefer. Okay. Biscuit roll, the butter goes on. The, you know, the dinner could suck. And as long as someone heated the rolls up, they're going to be good. You're going to eat the <laughs> rolls at least, right? No matter how dry the chicken is, no matter how bad everything else is, you're going to eat the rolls, and that's Merrill Kelly. I think Josh Rojas would be like, uh, like I don't know, turkey or ham. Do you have a strong preference one way or the other? I feel like I'm he's a ham. To, you feel like he's a ham? I feel like okay. he's ham, and not just a ham in the literal sense of him kind of being a ham, <laughs> but like uh, jo- Josh Rojas, you either love him or you don't. Yeah. Right? Turkey is more of a Zach Gallon, right? Like I don't know. I don't think you can do Zach Gallon like that. Turkey what? is Turkey is one of the more controversial. Like, it's a I star feel like of the plate, Jesse. It's most the star people, of the plate. Most people don't like turkey. Wow. In my... I don't know. Leah, wow. do you think that, like, in my opinion, most of the Thanksgiving gatherings that I've been a part of, the turkey is kind of the thing that you, like, push through because okay. you kind of have so to. So I do feel like turkey, there is a anti-turkey movement going I on. Like I don't like it. Because truly, and I agree, of all the meats, I don't really love turkey that much. No. But you could reposition how you're looking at turkey and instead think of it as it's iconic. It's iconic. It's- Iconic. When you when you Ooh. picture Thanksgiving, you picture a turkey That's in right. your brain. Yeah. yeah, who do you so, picture when you think of the yeah. Diamondbacks? Zach Gallen. Also, no, wait, no. here's the thing. No, she said iconic. Zach Gallen hasn't been pitching long enough to be iconic. So we, Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner. Bumgarner but, like but a little, little overrated, but has turkey. the name cred. Turkey. Ooh. I think it fits. That's pretty good. But I think it hear, fits. Turkey's better the next day, and Madison Bumgarner isn't. what does that even mean Uh, turkey on like a sandwich is leftovers is way better than eating it at thanksgiving dinner thus it's better the next day and you know it's going to be okay you have to read the youtube comments (laughs) right now (laughs) i'm so sorry we can't uh we can't see what any of you are saying i'm reading them and i'm dying all right um give um, it tori lavello is the gravy he brings it all together brings it all together Okay. Right? He brings okay. it all together. You can put gravy on everything. I see people put gravy on the biscuits, on the on the mashed potatoes, on the turkey, uh, on the stuffing, everything, right? Okay. The Clutch Connect said Josh Rolhas. Oh, my God. Ooh. We missed that one. Oh, there we go. That one's good. That's good. Uh, I like that. Uh, also Justin Brett. Verlin Dinner. Verlin <laughs> <laughs> Dinner. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Christian Walker, because he mashes, he's the mashed potatoes. Oh, that's right? good. He mashes. That's good. All right? Yeah, that's good. Um, and here's the other thing. I'm giving Corbin Carroll a unique newer side, right? Interesting. That okay. I never really had prior to last year, but it was fried butternut squash hash. Okay. And it was incredible. Okay. So it's so like new. the new, the new thing. It's the new thing. The it's new not a traditional, thing. but it's the best thing. Okay. Oh, it was really good. 
It was the okay. star of the dish. So so the stuffing or the dressing, depending okay. on depending on who you are, I say stuffing, but I say stuffing. Dressing too. goes on salad, not on my Thanksgiving plate He's personally. Not wrong. Um so as far as that's concerned, you're looking for someone who has been around a while, right? Okay. Like like a staple, because that's a staple it's of the Thanksgiving staple, sure. meal. Um Tradition. so so I'm I'm a little stuck. What, what do you think? Like a guy who's like been around along, like pretty good. Like I think I think the stuffing is one of the better parts of the meal. Would that be like a Cattell Marte? Yeah, maybe a Cattell Marte. Like where uh, I know like you don't the, appreciate it as much as you used to, but you should. Yeah, it's still really good. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there's some truth to that. You know, maybe it'll have a comeback next year. Maybe maybe the maybe the stuffing will turn <laughs> yeah, out a little yeah. better next year. You never know. You just add a little bit to the stuffing, and all of a sudden maybe it's change, something change new. Up change, recipe, change up the recipe. You know, recipe a little bit. Yeah. Decrease the ground ball rate a little bit. Maybe right. it'll be better all next right. time around. I like it. All right. I think we covered this. I Wait, think we nailed this. I have one more thing to add. Let's so go last week on the Sud Show, they got asked, they did a mailbag, and they got asked which shows were which parts of the meal like this but but peach and x shows oh fascinating and d-backs is the utensils because you have all the tools oh <laughs> that could be dalton bar show too <laughs> dalton bar shows the utensils dalton bar shows the utensils yes it. well that's uh that's pretty fantastic and thank you guys again for your questions of course mailbag monday wouldn't be what it is without you guys so thank you guys so much for doing uh it really wouldn't be we would no, just be really sitting here asking, asking, each, other asking each other questions it would be awful. yeah it would not be <laughs> of course if you haven't done so already make sure to download the DraftKings sportsbook app new customers can get down on the nba moneyline bet by betting five dollars on any nba team to win and if they do you'll get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly download the DraftKings sportsbook now use our promo code of phnx to get that free those free bets uh that's promo code phnx on the DraftKings sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details i've been doing very well on the nba stuff not so well on the nfl stuff but i have the nba uh to to at least get me my money back from i i I keep making these outrageous parlays on the NFL, but the NBA, I'll bet one solid coward bet and uh, I'll win it. So make sure to don't let anybody bully you on how you bet. Bet how you want to on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and make that money. Of course, we also give a shout out to our friends at OGs. We are so excited to continue to be partners with our friends at OGs, the only edible that make you say, OGs, I'm high. Uh, they have a variety of flavors. My favorite, of course, the orange creamsicle, but you can get down, especially on their new Sleep Edition gummy flavored aqua berry. Shout out to Aquaman for those. And of course, they get you going where you need to go. Our friends at OGs uh, not only give you a wonderful night's sleep, but they also make everything better. So check them out. Your local dispensary must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, of course, we thank you guys again so much for joining us, Jesse. Can I say one last baseball thing? Please I know do. we're like way over our normal time already, I which this. I blame the Thanksgiving question for. It's totally that's uh, <laughs> This is actually kind of a significant 24 hours for the for the D-backs. I just want to really quickly point this out. Absolutely. Um, tomorrow night at I believe 6 p.m. Eastern time is when teams have to have their they have to turn in their final 40 man roster um, in in advance of the Rule Five draft. Um, and D-backs have a lot of work to do, frankly. So in the next 24 hours or so, you're going to see a lot of 40-man roster movement. There are a few players that aren't on the 40-man roster that absolutely have to be. Justin Martinez, there's no way you're letting him uh, get away in the Rule 5 draft. He's absolutely a guy you're going to have to add. Dominic Fletcher, I think, is another 
uh, Gimme, you're definitely going to add him to the 40-man roster. Uh, Dominic Canzone, also part of that mix. There's a few other guys that are kind of on the edge. Blaze Alexander, uh, a name that, that very well could be added. So the D-backs have some maneuvering here to do. They have to create a bunch of spots, and they have to add these guys in there. Not out of the question. You could see a trade in the next 24 hours. Not saying it's a guarantee or anything. Um, but just given how many outfielders the D-backs have and, uh, you know, how many spots they already have occupied with outfielders, specifically left-handed hitting outfielders, uh, they have some incentive to try to maybe create some room there and maybe move a, a guy or two to another organization if things work out. So just keep an eye on things over the next 24 hours. We'll have updates as soon as we could possibly uh, get them to you. So uh, just something to keep an eye out for. Of course, we'll be back at this time tomorrow to update you on that. Right. So make sure to join us tomorrow at 1 p.m. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore K man with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again for joining us today. On behalf of Leah, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Madison Bumgarner is the turkey. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.